With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Happy Halloween, everybody, and welcome to the most terrifying thing you'll listen to or possibly watch today, Six Rings and Football. <laughs> I'm not restarting the podcast. I refuse to. No, I, no we need they broke you. They broke you. We need to find a way to laugh. Also, you know, I don't think anyone was expecting shitty Dracula, but he's going to be <laughs> Glad you said it, not me. You get mad yeah. when I criticize your voices. No, no, that one is purposely bad. That's cartoonishly bad, just like the New England Patriots can be intermittently this season on their way to two and six. Hello, how are you? It is happy Halloween. Fun-sized candy bars for all. You guys, the listenership, are our are, are Foxborough friends here on the Six Rings and Football Things community. You guys get your pick of the good candies. I'm talking like Kit Kats, Snickers, Twix. Uh, Reese's peanut butter cups, but not just the Reese's peanut butter cups, Andy. I'm talking like the Reese's peanut butter, like pumpkins, like the one of the absolute best. Cause I think we can all agree Reese's peanut butter cup, but in the, like the novelty seasonal holiday shape, yeah. the eggs, the pumpkins, the tree, Christmas, the Christmas tree. tree oh. I like the egg the most. It's like, it's perfect. The, followed by the pumpkin, the tree. I celebrate the whole catalog. Of the Reese's fans, that is the common belief that the ratio is a little different and the ratio or something is better in the uh, the seasonal holiday editions. I'm not a huge Reese's guy. Not going to lie to you. I'll eat them, yeah. but not not a huge guy. How about, Re- how about Reese's Pieces? And um, I'm not just talking about the breakdown every Sunday on ESPN.com. No, no. I'm more into the... Uh, what is yours? What is shop? yours? I like Kit Kat. I actually really like Three Musketeers. A little nougat and chocolate gets it done for me. That's um, funny. I, I heard last week on our afternoon program a, a micro debate between Mego Jones and uh, Arcand about favorite candies. And Jones said he only just recently learned to appreciate the Kit Kat and feels like the Three Musketeers is the most slept on candy. Oh, yeah. It's How so good. That? It's so good. I don't I don't think it's good that I agree See, with Jones because intensely he, negative people like three musketeers. <laughs> uh, I actually heard a uh, friend, Ross Tucker, friend of the Six Rings podcast. Uh, indeed. Um, came across my Twitter feed, a little snippet of his podcast, um, absolutely exploding in a, a candy debate and that the 
Reese's Take Five oh. is without a doubt the best candy bar on the market, the most top underrated. Five. The top uh, five. So I think I don't even know if I've had. And he said that he goes, if you if you don't agree, it means you've never had it. And I'm Correct. not sure I've ever had it. Correct. Uh, okay. Yeah, my buddy, uh, uh, comedian Nick Kroll, also used to sing its praises and swears up and down like it is the greatest candy bar of all time. It's chocolate, it's pretzel, it's caramel, it's peanut butter, all woven together into this magnificent, sweet and savory uh, package. It is just, it's magnificent. And yes, I do find, I find candy debates more interesting than rehashing and parsing over whatever it. is left so of you 31, 17 candy? dolphins. Let's grade would, candy instead of Patriots. I, I would, you know, honestly, I'll hop on tomorrow and do a mailbag podcast and we will grade. I'll take pictures of all of our kids candy, candy allotment and we'll do a candy grade. What are your thoughts on those little, uh, I'm not even sure what they're called. The old fashioned, like caramel wheels with the white center. Oh, uh, bullseyes. Yeah. Do you like those? What? When they're fresh, love them. If they get old, they'll just pull your teeth out. See, you know what I do weird with those? Because you're right. I feel like they don't have a very good uh, shelf life. I already know. I already know. You're a chip licker. You break the caramel, and then you pull it out, I bet, and then you take the white, that powdery sugar in the middle, and then you, like, eat that first. Well, I actually just do it in my mouth with my tongue. I just push the white out the hole with my tongue. All right, everybody, we will talk to you next week on after the Commanders game. This has been Six Rings and FanDuel. Oh, what's that, FanDuel? You're no longer a sponsor. (laughs) But we picked up Take 5. Yeah, but we we just picked up the Mars Reese's Company, which is amazing. Well, as long as you don't, like... Tell me, like, oh, I break it open and then I just freebase it or I do a bump of the sugar in the middle. Oh, I just put it in my mouth. I push the white out, suck on it, clean the white out, and then I uh, spit the caramel out because it's usually not good caramel. No, nah, it's not bad. It's not It's not great. It's not bad either. Right. Uh, and yes, Pats fans, this is where your favorite Foxborough footballers have left us. Taking five minutes at the start of a podcast on All Hallows' Eve to debate favorite candies and our unique and sometimes perverted, if not disgusting, ways to eat them as well. Uh, I'm not even going to bother getting into the almond joy or mounds debate. Cause you're probably not a coconut guy. Nope. I love I those hate coconut. Hate Why? It. Why do Gross. people have such passionate? I feel like Gross. coconut is the Mac Jones of candies. It's really, it can be really good at times, but also there are people that are major detractors. No, it's not the Mac Jones. What are you touch? Mac what Jones is better than coconut. No, he's not. He beat the Bills in the fourth quarter. Did you forget that already? It's only been a little over a week. And you I, I didn't forget that. I remember very well. I was there. He's or at least I was watching with you. And then we did a Coconut radio suck. show. Coconut Coconuts does not suck. Coconut's good. Hmm. See? Nope. It is. See, I'm actually How more right. How many coconut right. you, candy you bars are there? Give me credit. How many coconut uh, candy bars are there? Like one or two? Uh, there's Milky Way. Mounds, Milky Way is not and then coconut. There's, uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Milky Way no, is not, not Milky, coconut. I'm sorry. Mounds and Almond Joy. And yeah. Uh, then, then there's that other one, which is like a big, long, dark chocolate. It's it's called like Aloha or Paradise. Here, I don't yeah, know. none of these are popular or famous. You know why? Because coconut sucks. Science. No, what do you? T- bounty. Yeah, bounty. Mm. Yeah. Does bounty make the top twenty? No. Because no. <laughs> coconut sucks. Caramel, nougat, chocolate, peanuts, peanut butter, all better than coconut by far. Not I was not there. expecting our candy debate to go this long, but that's how this is. This is what it's called staving off the inevitable. This you is disrespectful to Mac. Don't be how disrespectful. How is that disrespectful to Mac? To Mac? The truth Some is mean like enough coconut. right now. Coconut Some sucks. Like Mac is slightly better than suck. So he's slightly better than a mound. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. Sometimes you feel like a nut and sometimes you have to give out grades for bad games. Okay, let's right. go. 
There we go. All right, so let's give out our grades as we usually do in the recap podcast a couple days after Sunday's very disappointing 31-17 defeat at the South Florida House of Horrors that is Hard Rock Stadium for the Patriots where they run their record all time to 17-42 and in the Miami Gardens area. We give out our grades for offense, defense, the coaches, the quarterback, and, of course, special teams. And let's start off the top because, boy, oh, boy, it looked like it was going to be a promising Sunday for the offense. They went up 7-0 after Duggar makes that nice interception to Tua Vailoa. Mac zips him right down the second half. They cash the ticket, second half of the field. Nice pass, pop Douglas, double covered, touchdown Kendrick Bourne. Patriots are up 7-0, and then it was all downhill from there. I, I, if you had turned your TV off then, you would have at least, if you saw the final score later, it wouldn't have hurt as much. But for the rest of us, the diminishing returns of that viewing experience, pretty, pretty brutal. So we'll start with the offense. I'm going to give them a big old C minus. Okay, you're an easier grader than I am. I think it's a D, but I think Ooh. we're in the same mind frame. Um, one of nine on third down. Couldn't protect Mac Jones. Mac Jones makes a hellacious game-changing decision slash throw for the interception. Mm-hmm. Um you didn't have a lot of yards. You didn't have a lot of first downs. You couldn't stay on the feet. Like, I don't, I mean, I feel like I'm almost being generous. There was a little bit of a running game in there. Um, Zeke at one point mm-hmm. gave you a little boost, but overall. When he wasn't from, getting tripped. I know. Bill's still bitching about that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Stats are for losers. What's whining about the officials for? Bigger losers? Uh, it's just loser adjacent. Yeah, I think it's bigger loser. Because because um, you would probably because you would probably say that a, lo- a vast majority of online Pats fandom, and it was valid because the officiating was. I mean, we're not we don't grade the refs every week. That's for other people on the in the online community. But the there's pretty much no arguing with the fact that the referees were. I mean, they're they're terrible everywhere. I know game. you don't like refs. This every was maybe the worst. The NFL has an officiating problem. Period. Like full Sean Spicer voice. Period. It's terrible. The officiating has never been worse in my estimation. I don't know why it's gotten so bad. And in Sunday at Hard Rock Stadium, it was god-awful, to say the least. And that's being kind. So let's put a pin on this. What makes you a well, well, different podcast? I don't want to do it now. I want to keep grading. But um, what makes you a bigger loser? When you whine about the officials, when you whine about injuries, or when you bring up statistics? We can rank those in the can, loser world. Later. We can. Po- we'll have plenty of time to power rank and uh, do an Olympic medal style ranking of the losers. The losers lament, if you will. There'll be a losers yeah. lament podcast coming soon to but a six rings feed near you. Back to the uh, the grades. Just D level performance. Um, again, you you threw for like 160 yards on nearly 30 passing attempts. One of your best pass catchers right now is Farrell Brown. Um, he had 33 yards. I think Bourne just beat him before tearing his ACL, unfortunately, and being lost for the season. Um, you don't have any weapons. Demario Douglas is trying to do his rookie slot, inject some life into the offense thing. Mm -hmm. Um, the offensive line, Cole strange. Hey, if this guy's going to blitz right here, could you get more than like a finger on him? Maybe get two fingers, a whole hand, whatever you can do there using the whole hand, huh, doc, maybe use the whole hand, Cole strange. (laughs) You got the whole fist up there, Doc? Ooh, um, river. Like, I don't know. What do you feel good about? Is there any coming off a good performance against the Bills? Just this offense. If I said you feel best about X from the Patriots offense, what would it mm-hmm. be, Fitzgerald? I feel best about whenever they get the ball into Pharaoh Brown's hands because he is still the top rated tight end. Seriously, 
The guy is good You're for two 15-yard-plus receptions any Sunday. He yep. rumbles and stumbles down the sidelines. The guy is chiseled from soapstone. He's like, he's dynamite. Like I, I you're, that's what you're going to have to do from now on. Like you're use the tight, just throw to the tight ends. If, uh, if it's, if we're legally allowed to get Mike Kosicki more than two receptions in a game, the receiving core now is wafer thin. It is like communion wafer thin at this point. Yeah, uh, I thought it was a log jam not long ago. That was a while ago. Things, things can change in a season. It was never a log jam. No, it was not. There was not. Their best receiver now, Dunsky for the season. Kendrick Bourne actually just tweeting out moments ago. Uh, thank you guys for all the prayers. God has a plan for me, and I'm going to attack rehab. We do wish Kendrick Bourne well. Uh, he was having a good game up until the point. When did he actually, when did the injury occur, Andy? He left the game three for 36 with a touchdown. So oh, it was late. It was late. It was very late. Late third, early fourth. No, I think it was in the fourth. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, just real quick, here's where I jumped mm -hmm. into your your people and you people side of the street. Um, mm -hmm. I saw this and I agree with this. Mm -hmm. I think if the Patriots want to do, well, they almost never do the right thing because otherwise Jacoby Myers would still be here and there'd be a lot of different decisions made. Tom Brady would have never worn a Buccaneers uniform. If they want to yeah. do the right thing, uh -huh. sign, sign Kendrick Bourne to an extension. I know right he's now. Hurt, it's bad yep. business, whatever. He's rehabbing. I I don't know. I feel like this team, and we'll get into it in the second part of the podcast, kind of like where it's going mentally, physically, roster-wise, all of that. I feel like this team, I believe, I'm sure you saw Matthew Slater said he he believes that Kendrick Bourne might bring the best energy of any teammate he's ever been around to mm -hmm. a football team. I, I think you should reward that. I think you should give him a contract. I think there would be some goodness for your roster moving forward because i think he's a pretty good receiver if he's your two or your three you're mm -hmm. probably a good team um mm -hmm. but also goodwill good like good locker room like who wouldn't want to have that kind of guy a god-loving energetic totally buoyant supportive funny yeah. effervescent guy around through rehab into next year yeah. Absolutely. Don't, I, don't be a douche about it. Don't be like, we'll pay you uh 32 cents on the dollar. No, like, no, I give him a normal deal, whatever his market value should be. Uh, he came here on a three for 15 deal considering like a good faith signature. I don't know what two for 20 right now. Would you? I would. Yeah, maybe it's not really 20. Maybe I got a little bit of funny money in there, but yeah, yeah, I yeah. Think that he was. So he was basically making five million a year. Is that accurate? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. So on paper, it'll be $10 million a year over the next couple of years because you're actually probably not going to get the beginning of next year. He's going to be questionable, going to take a little while. Right. So you're kind of buying a year and a half with a two-year deal or something like right. that. Which, which, would be, which would be more than fair market value if he comes back at right. the productive and rate that he was. And they away money all over the wide receiver depth chart every year. Uh, uh, wide receiver depth everywhere, period. Right. So piss it away on a guy who's a decent dude. Right. Exactly. Who who other people like? There you go. Just uh, Terp, save that one off. Piss it away on a guy who's a decent dude. There but don't send it to the FTC. I don't know if that's gonna. I don't know if that's gonna fit on a T-shirt. But still, um, I agree. All right. So a C minus for me, and it's a big old D for you. Speaking of big old Ds, how about that defense, Andy? You go first with your grade. So, I initially I was like F them, literally with an F. But I was. Then I thought about it, and it wasn't a total F performance. Mm -mm. So I gave him a D again on defense, um, and, and, and I was torn. Like, they made a few plays, turnovers. You win the turnover battle. You're supposed to win the game. You didn't. They couldn't. I don't know if I can say nah, I can't say it. <laughs> my my no, coach if, in high school had a if, phrase that I can't If you say. thought about whether or not you could, you shouldn't. Just leave it <laughs> um, 
but they the ineptitude dealing with Hill and Waddle, Hill early, Waddle late, leaving mm-hmm. Waddle uncovered, Jack Jones getting confused, the whole thing it can't happen. And and I know everybody tells me they take away the opponent's best receiver. Well, they didn't take away their best receiver. didn't take away their second best receiver. And Waddle dropped a couple passes. Mm-hmm. The yards could have been, it could have been even uglier statistically on paper. Um, Christian Barmore, I'll give him credit. Christian Barmore and Kyle Duggar, I'll give them credit for this not being an F. They, they saved the class. They lifted the class average to a D here. Yeah, I went with uh, D-plus on this one. A little worse than the offense, mostly because when the Pats needed them to make a play, and I understand they are compromised and they are undermanned, and what are you doing with Miles Bryant playing so many significant snaps? I get it. Kyle Duggar, Kyle Duggar played his ass off. Christian Barmore showed up. But Juwan Bentley, you lose Juwan Bentley. Like The defense definitely sort of sprung more leaks when you lost Bentley. And hey, if you don't have the depth, that's a you issue, not a me issue, but... They looked good at times, and then they faltered, and they faltered hard. J.C. Jackson, whoo, now I'm starting to understand why the Chargers were willing to pay a good portion of his salary just to get him. I didn't yeah, this have is a not good game. down LeGarrette Blunt Lane. This is not no, like, hey, no. you, you sucked with the Steelers, but you're back with us. You're good again. Woohoo! Nope. That was uh, nope. eye-openingly nope. bad. No, yeah, he was not very good. He has no. not been. He On was anybody. okay the week before. He was okay-ish the week before against Buffalo. Not great against Tyreek Hill and Waddle. The Patriots did not unveil their containing corral Tyreek Hill defense like they normally do. No. It was just, it was, they gave up over 400 yards of offense. Sorry. Not good enough. So that's a D plus for me. The coaches, I'm just going to go straight right at it. Big old D. Yeah. You don't get an F, but they get like a, like that's a D effort. Like no, like Belichick complaining all day long, not able to affect the officiating in a positive way for himself after call after call is blown or doesn't go his way. Uh, Bill O'Brien not able to make adjustments. Mac Jones averaging 5.8 yards, a pass attempt. Can't get the running game going. Uh, Adrian Clem has his guys out there giving up mid-play in the offensive line. Just not a banner day. Nothing that they're going to want to submit to anywhere except the trash folder on their desktop. D for me on the coaches. Yeah, same. And um. You noted it. I, I think Sunday into Monday is maybe the worst whining we've ever seen from Bill Belichick over Ooh, his career. He wasn't um, happy. He's just bitching about everything, the penalties, the on the field, then the the off the field, and the safeties, trying to guilt people. Oh, you just like to think your players are being protected like everybody else. Like I, I don't even know what the hell he's doing. It, losing is not good for the way he handles himself. He does not mm-hmm. handle losing well. And I know, oh, show me a good loser. I'll show you a loser. Well, He's a loser right now. He's two and six. That's the reality. He had a losing record last year, losing record this year. Um, and he is not handling it well. And again, I think coaching scheme issues are a problem. I'm sorry. I thought that was a terrible. I know they effed it up physically, but Hill on JC Jackson, who not that great. And mm-hmm. Marte Mapu is the guy you have back there. The oh. guy's barely been playing. You have a Jalen Mills like athletically a guy who can play free safety and corner. I'd rather have him over there. So I thought they put Marte Mapu in a position to fail a little Mm -hmm. bit there. Um, So I, I don't like what they're doing um, schematically at times on defense. I don't know why Jonathan Jones, the whole, that whole thing, kryptonite that. Yeah. The, the coaching and then post game for bill 
Didn't want to answer questions. Wanted to get the hell out of there as soon as he possibly could. Like, way to be right. a professional, Bill. Like, how do you ask your players to be professionals if you can't be a professional? I mean, I mean, I think that's hypocritical. Um, but he's been a hypocrite for a long time. So, um, yeah, I don't think Bill, the coaches, handled themselves very well. So, yeah, D. Yeah, and we didn't hear much else from any of the other coaches as well as to why the game went the way it did and how they weren't able to make any adjustments to combat Miami's offense. Uh, it wasn't good. That's a D. Your quarterback, Michael McCorkle, Mac Jones, 19 of 29. I think it was 168 yards. We one touchdown and one horrendous. No, two touchdowns, one horrendous, horrendous. Backbreaking, game changing, momentum altering interception. Props to Jalen Ramsey for making such a big play and looking younger and fresher than he has in some time. But boy, oh boy. That was a killer. You just can't throw it. Sorry. I mean, hey, seven, you know, uh, interceptions suck, period. Turnovers have been a problem with him, with this team for years now, we know. But that one just was gut-wrenching. Like, I don't know. I can't tell you if Miami ends up winning by 14 points if Mac doesn't throw that pick. All I do know is it's a hell of a more entertaining game if they go down and they score the ball as opposed to if they make it 14-14. 14-10 as opposed to turning it over and then having to go into the half down 17-7. Pretty much that was, you could almost have called ball game at that point. So I gave Mac a C- minus um, because A, mm. I think he deserves a better grade than Bill Belichick and some of his other teammates. Uh, B, um, I think he's been more professional at the podium. And if I'm going to downgrade Bill for his post-game performance, I'm going to upgrade Mac for his post-game performance and saying, I got to throw that ball, right? I didn't drive mm -hmm. the ball. Like I... His eyes are wide open to some degree into, into how he's playing and what his role is in the failures and successes of this team. And I give him credit for that. He was under duress. I don't mm -hmm. think his offensive line played very well. Again, that's part of being a quarterback in the NFL. You're going to be under duress. you got to figure out a way to get it done, and you can't make that interception. Like That changed the whole game, and it's another late, lobbed, back foot, kind of throw like he's not good enough to get away with that Lamar Jackson everybody's showing his touchdown to I think Andrews where he like was off one foot okay he can get away with it Will Levis mm -hmm. has got an absolute big arm in you know Ooh. physically and literally and figuratively a big arm um those guys can get away with it Mac can't but I'm not gonna put it all on Mac he we just said it I'm sorry but whether we're joking or not and we say that Farrow Brown's his best weapon Mm -hmm. That's an interesting tale to tell if you're a quarterback, and it's oh, not a happy a tale. Sad to tell. state of affairs. Pharaoh Brown is the best thing the Patriots. <laughs> Imagine gosh. if Pharaoh Brown's good, though. Like we fast forward a year and he's got like 68 catches, and we're like, oh my God, this guy was literally Ben Coates and Rob Gronkowski hiding. He was hiding right before our eyes. I don't even know who to compare him to. Um, because he's because they definitely brought him in to be that third blocking tight end, given yeah. the fact that the guy's an absolute brick shithouse, but. Easy. Uh, what kids are he listening? Is. It's Halloween. The, the kid, children, if the children have made it 21 minutes into this podcast, then we should call someone. We should call the parenting authorities. Well, maybe it's the kid that dressed up as Mike McDaniel for Halloween. And he just wanted to listen <laughs> there. Now you shouted him out. Good job. Remember when people used to dress up as Bill Belichick when he was popular and he was. Yeah, that was that was funny. Remember that? Yeah, those not are good anymore. times. No, yeah, more. no, they're not doing that anymore. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Unless you want to actually get egged on the sidewalk. Yep. Uh, yeah, Farrell Brown, revelation. I mean, we'll get to the in the second half of the podcast, we'll get to the things you have to look forward to or what the season's going to have to become all about because whiskey eggnog. Ah, almost. It is That's actually what I have to look around the corner. You damn right yeah. it is. 
Special teams. I gave a quarterback a D plus as well. Special teams. Uh, I went B. Same. Um, yeah. I think that Beringer was good. He is. Mm -hmm. See, I think he's had a good year. His numbers are trending upward for a while there. His numbers net and gross punting and all that were down near the bottom. Now his numbers, he's in like the low twenties, 22, 23. He's becoming a statistically better punter. Um, he had the nice one downed by schooler. He had another bomb that he put out of bounds. I think he's just a good freaking punter. Ryland hit his field goal. So, you know, they did not allow any major punt returns or kickoff no. returns by Miami. So, I mean, they didn't affect the game in such a way that we ended up talking about them negatively or in a more positive capacity. So that's a B, teetering on B plus. But to get to B plus or A minus territory, they have to do something special that really affects right. the balance or outcome of the game. And it's hard to do something special like as a punter if you pin them down and then either the defense doesn't stop them or your offense doesn't take advantage of the hidden yards and sort of the, the field and they're not really doing that. It did make me, though... In the middle of the game, I tweeted it out. This was a game where I felt like you really could have used Marcus Jones, either in the return mm -hmm. game or on offense, to a spark. They don't have any sparks right now, spark plugs. Mm -hmm. He's a spark plug. I feel like this is a game where maybe Marcus Jones could have made a difference, and maybe this would have been a B-plus or an A-minus. But, you know, it isn't. He isn't. It is what it is. Uh, Andy, while we have been potting... Uh... Uh, a couple of trades have filtered through. We'll get to that in the second half of the podcast. There are some demands that are being made. There are some trades that are actualizing. So we've got a couple of things we need to get to in that side on the other side of this podcast right here. But those are our grades for the Dolphins Patriots game. Nobody got a major passing grade. It was mostly a lot of eh, and definitely a lot of <laughs> unfortunately. And that's what too much of this season has been. Is there anything positive? What do we have to look forward to? Let's get to that in the second half. But thank you guys once again for listening, rating, reviewing, subscribing, sharing, and telling your friends they got to tune in and catch the latest six rings and football things here from WEI Odyssey and 2400 Sports. We always appreciate you, just like we do. FanDuel Sportsbook, our sponsor on the podcast. FanDuel, make every moment more. FanDuel.com slash six rings to take advantage of their amazing and generous profit boost. Same game parlays. And of course, if you join up now, you can get their Thursday night football specials, the no sweat first bets, and so much more.